Hey guys, welcome back to the Football A to Z podcast with your host, Zandrick Ellison. We're back after a week off, a bye week. We had to rest up and get our shit together, but now we're back and ready to go. And for this week, I wanted to focus on something very important. Simple question, who's the best team in the NFL? And for that, we're not talking about who has the best record, which would be the Rams, or who would be ranked first in a, like a, you know, a media vote. Just like straight up, like who do you think is actually the best team? If they all things were being equal, they played on a neutral field right now, tournament, blood sport style. It's like it's Kumite. Like in the Kumite, who are you betting on? And so that's our task today. Let's figure it out. Who's the best team? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who are you going to put your money on? Let's get into it. Okay, everyone, so it's about that time in the year when we can start feeling confident about these teams and how good teams are. And it's also about that time of year when we can re-invite some of our podcast friends back, <laughs> you know, our cast of characters making return appearances like Sesame Street. Mike, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Zandrick. Glad to be back. I would call you like the snuffleupagus of our Sesame Street, but I think you're like... <laughs> Oscar the Grouch or something because you're always fighting with people on Reddit, right? Isn't that like your <laughs> basically? Yeah, there's that's kind of funny. There's a user named Snuffleupagus on the Twitter subreddit. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. he could be our Snuffleupagus. Yeah, you could you be an Oscar the Grouch. Right. But, <laughs> but so the thing I want to talk to you today is about expectations going forward. You know, like we're not going to talk about where the college football playoff, like we're kind of these rights and being like the five and one team is better than the four and two team. We yeah. have to rank them higher. Right. I just want to talk about who are the best teams, like who are the teams that you would place your money on to win yeah. um, and how that your opinion might've changed going forward. So before the start of the year, did you have, did you make official picks or in your head, at least uh, teams that you thought would make the Super Bowl? I, I did. So I had my pick for preseason was the New Orleans Saints versus the Jaguars. Uh, and a popular pick. I yeah. think those are make sense. I, I kind of went against the grain and I picked your LA Chargers <laughs> um, to beat the Atlanta Falcons, which okay. doesn't look great right now. Um, but so let, let's get into it. So we each did an exercise. We ranked our top five yeah. teams, like power rankings. Mm-hmm. Again, don't get into, hey, the Steelers beat the Bengals. They need to be ranked higher. <laughs> this is our opinion. Yeah. Um, so let's go in reverse order. Let's start with number five. Who do you think is the fifth best team? Neutral field. They're all playing on a tournament right now. Who's the fifth best team? All right. So you're starting me off with the hard one. At the risk of sounding like a homer, I did put the Chargers at number five. And that was tough between the Chargers and the Ravens, but I ended up giving it to the Chargers in the end. Very close, though. And and they're four and two, the Chargers. Yeah. And the, the Ravens are four and two. The, the Ravens have a point differential about 30 points higher Mm. so why do you think why did you lean to the chargers over the ravens so the thing with the chargers is and a lot of people have made this comment is that it's so hard to gauge them right now because our two losses are to the rams and the chiefs who have been the two best teams through six weeks and our four wins are against arguably three of the five bottom teams the raiders the 49ers and the bills and then the Browns, who are – who really knows what's up with the Browns. But my, my difference between the two is that I don't trust Joe Flacco. I think he's having one of the best seasons of his career, and I've been really impressed with him so far. But I don't trust him to keep it up over a 16-game season. 
On the other hand, their defense, I think, is the best in the league and will continue to be that. And that's why I had a hard time picking. Whereas with the Chargers, obviously, I trust Phillip Rivers. I trust the offense. And I think the defense is only going to get better. And it's been getting better over the last few weeks. Plus, we'll get Joey Bosa back in a few weeks. And so I think the Chargers are just a more rounded, well-rounded team right now. Well, and I tend to agree with you on both fronts. And I think the Ravens, you know, they're maybe a surprise 4-2, but I think they're a legit 4-2. As you said, their they're pass defense is sick. I mean, they're holding quarterbacks to 73 quarterback rating, 26 sacks, 11 in the last game alone. I mean, it's definitely one of the top defenses. It's not going away. Yeah. Um, the, I think they're going to be a scary team to play in the playoffs if they make it. Um, I didn't have them in my top five, but I thought about them. Mm-hmm. And I thought about Pittsburgh, too, a preseason team that I thought was going to be really good. Um, and I think they're trending back in that direction. They're 3-2-1 and one now. I wouldn't be surprised if they end there, but we just have to see it all kind of congeal together. Um, my fifth team, going back to me, is another team that I thought in the preseason would be a dominant team. They haven't been, is the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Only 3-2-1, and one, negative 8-point differential. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I take solace in the fact that Kirk Cousins is playing well statistically, 71% completion. And I'm just confident that the defense will get better. You know, Everson Griffin, crazy as he may be, no, I mean, hopefully he's okay. I don't mm-hmm. need to make light of that. But um, if he comes back, hopefully he's well and he feels good and he's ready to terrorize opponents again. Him and Danielle Hunter, I think, arguably one of the best one-two punches and you combine that with a passing game that's clicking, Adam Thielen, top five receiver at least. I, they're a team that I would bet on in the playoff time. Did you rank the Vikings or they didn't even consider? You didn't consider that. So the Vikings are my number seven right behind the Ravens right now. And they were my number two going into the season. And I think you make some really good points. I think Adam Thielen, you're right, I think is easily top five, probably top three so far this year. If not, you could make a case for him being the best receiver this year. And I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah, I, I do a Reddit post um, at the end of the year called, like, I made it up, called, like, the Jerry Rice Receiver of the Year <laughs> Award. I think they should give out that trophy. It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. And I think he'd win it right now. <laughs> I mean, he's been the most consistent, I think the most efficient, um, you know, continually an underdog. <laughs> and I think we know why. But um, he's the real deal, too. And I, I think, you know, we'll see. The, the Vikings running game is still a work in progress. The defense is underachieved. But the, for me, they're like the Steelers. They still have that upside. Yeah, exactly. And I think a kind of a trend with all of my picks and my predictions is I think defenses in general, the ta- talent and coaching wins out as the season goes on. You, I don't think many defenses get worse over the season. And a team with that much talent and that good of a defensive head coach, I think will come together, even if they never get Everson Griffin back. I think they'll still be at least an average defense and not kind of the disaster they've been so far. And so number four, who would you have chalking in at number four? Uh, number four I, right now I have the Saints. I think they're a great team. I think Drew Brees is on pace to be the most valuable player in the entire league right now. And like I said, with the defense, I don't think their defense is going to be great. I don't think it'll be as good as last year, but I think it will get back to a, you know, not a liability at some point. Yeah, you know, and just to jump ahead, I had them at number three. Okay. That's one of the first ones we've had together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Breeze is just playing so freaking well. Yeah. And I think, oddly enough, 
I never thought much of Mark Ingram, <laughs> but I think we kind of see his value because without him, they have to go a little too pass happy. Um, and then their defense gets exposed, but having him back, they can run the ball with two backs. Again, they could pass. Obviously breeze hasn't thrown an interception. I think you're right. He might be MVP at this point. Anytime you have an offense like that, that's basically unstoppable. You're a team that I, I would potentially bet on for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I like the point about Mark Ingram. I, I felt the same way as you. I thought the Saints were going to go into the season with Mike Gillisley or whoever they added and be like not as good as last year, but be okay with him. And then you could tell there was a they missed Mark Ingram. Yeah. Well, I think everyone also thought Alvin Kamara was like, you know, now he's going to get 50 fantasy points a game right. and, you know, 30 carries and 10 catches. He's not quite that guy, and and maybe for a good reason. I, I don't think they wanted to burn him out in week three. Right, so right. I think they like the idea of keeping him fresh into the playoffs, anticipating that deep run. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's go back because I, I teased my number three. Number four for me, I, had the, I have a controversial pick. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Number four <laughs> on the big board. I need like a countdown. <laughs> my number five is Minnesota. My number four is going to cause shockwaves. Because it might be higher on your list, the Los Angeles Rams. Really? I, I would love to hear your explanation for that one. And a lot of and are they high are they number one on your list? Six and oh? They're number one by a good margin on my list, honestly. Okay, so this is good because I think ninety five percent of people would agree with you. So I, I'm gonna have probably. to be I'm gonna need Johnny Cochran to defend myself. <laughs> But And it might be a little bit of stubbornness because I didn't think they would be a dominant team this year, and they've proven me wrong so far. <laughs> and I'm oh, sticking to my guns. Yeah. But my, my concern is the defense hasn't played as well as you expect them to. I mean, their defense was okay last year, and it's been okay again this year. They're allowing 94 quarterback rating, 4.8 yards per carry, um, you know, their linebackers are a big question mark. And so as good as their offense is, I think their defense is a little underwhelming in that way. I think they remind me of the chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could be in a shootout, but in those kind of shootouts, I trust the veteran quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady more at the end of the game situations than Patrick Mahomes or Jared Goff. Um, so for that reason, maybe a little bit of bias against the young quarterback. I don't, if I had to bet right now, new Orleans versus the Rams neutral field, I think I'd bet on, on new Orleans. I mean, just, just for that reason alone, I just trust breeze a little bit more, but why are they number one? for you? Well, so that's a good point. I want to talk to something you mentioned. So, so the difference between right now and in the playoffs, if they played right now, are you saying you picked the saints or, uh, in 10 weeks. Well, either one, I, I don't think much would change. Okay. I mean, okay. so I, I think the Rams might score 40 on them, but mm-hmm. I think I think Drew Brees would score that last touchdown and win 42 to 40. That's you you made a good argument, honestly. <laughs> I I can't argue with a lot of what you said. I am curious though, so you you know, you talk about, you know, being worried about Jared Goff or Patrick Mahomes, you worry about the Rams defense. I'm assuming you have the Chiefs ranked higher than the Rams. Well, that kind of ties together, and it's a fair argument because there are some bad defenses in yeah. this group. 
I don't have the Chiefs in the top five. Okay. Another don't shock. Time, then. I'm shocking you. I'm like scandal. Huh. The TV. Show. I might have given away your your you know your your big point. Your big. Well, no, deal. it's not. It, you know what? It's the same point. It's the Chiefs' offense is awesome, mm-hmm. and they you know are, are they number two for you or number three? I, I they're number know, I, three for me. And totally understandable. I mean, offensively, they're probably the most stacked offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the defense. I mean, they're allowing even worse. They're like a worse version of the Rams to me. They allow 112 quarterback rating, 5.4 yards per carry to opponents. Mm-hmm. And they just get torched. Yeah. And it was the same issue that happened to them last year when when Alex Smith was hot. Mm-hmm. And the defense just folded. And in a big game, like on Sunday night, I don't trust that kind of team, especially with the young quarterback who's at times brilliant, but at times will hold the ball a little too long and try to make something happen when it's not there and might make a one mistake when Brady's not making any. And that's the difference in the game. So the logic for me to rank the Rams low relatively and the Chiefs not in my top five is similar. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I since you don't have the Chiefs on there, I, I think that logic really checks out. And the Chiefs are the one team on my list that I don't think their defense will really improve at all as the season goes on. I think their defense is really a lost cause, but I think they can score enough to win every single game. They could go 15-1, and one and I would not be all that shocked. Um, I don't know about the playoffs because Andy Reid can't win in the playoffs for whatever reason. But I do think this team is different than last year. I think they'll cool down a little bit on offense, but I think they'll I don't think they're gonna have the big crater that last year's Chiefs team did. No, I and I can see it. I mean like if Bill Belichick can't stop Tyreek Hill, <laughs> like who can, yeah. right? I mean, they're and then Kareem Hunt's really just impressed me by how hard he's running still. Mahomes is obviously great. I mean if you had to put money, like who do you think's the best offense? Let's just take that side. Is it is it the Chiefs or is it the Rams? I mean, they both have a good argument. That is tough. I think I would go with the Rams just because of the offensive line. The Rams, yeah. in my mind, have the best offensive line in the league. And while the Chiefs is not bad by any means, I think that offensive line is going to hold up under any stress and you know, help offset any off day that Goff might have. Whereas if Mahomes has a really off day, I think that offense is going to be, you know, good instead of amazing. And it'll be a question. And maybe I'm just, you know, reluctant to crown these young quarterbacks, but like, we'll see how they do. Like, I think in the playoffs last year, the Rams got upset by the Falcons because they really made a point to shut down Gurley and dare Goff to beat them. And he, he didn't. Um, so if a smart defense, a fast defense who can cover backs out of the backfield can shut off that safety valve, is Jared Goff going to beat them? And he might, he, you know, it looks like they're having home field advantage, I would guess. Um, so it's certainly possible mm-hmm. that they, they win the title. So we, we've covered all the teams on your list, except for number two, right? right? Are missing number two. Yeah. Uh, number two is the New England Patriots. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. And were you doubting them at any point? They're four and two now. I think they started what one and two. Yeah. Um, was there any point where you thought this is it, the, the end of the era? No, I, I will never trick myself into believing that anymore. I, 
I did think I always I always thought they were going to make the playoffs. That was never actually. I always thought they would win the AFC East. I'll say that. I never thought that was, you know, out or even possible that they wouldn't win the AFC East this year. I thought this might be the first year they didn't get a bye, and it still might be. Um, but I still think they're a great team. Obviously, they beat the Chiefs, um, and I think they will be in the AFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. And I'm a I'm a Pats hater, I'll be <laughs> honest. But it's at a certain point you get beaten down. Yeah. You're like, I admit it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're really good. Um, I have a number two as well, and it's maybe for repetitive reasons. It's just. A lot of these teams, same with them. I don't think their defense is very good. Um, they can't really rush the passer as well as other top defenses like a Baltimore. But at the end of the day, can you stop Tom Brady from scoring that last field goal or getting that last touchdown? And I think the fact that they're running it more effectively this year um, and committing to the run, I have them down. They have seven rushing touchdowns. Sony Michelle, 4.4 yards of carry, showing something. James White, over five. Gives them a little more balance. And I think they're the kind of team that's going to get slightly better and better um, as they get their newer playmakers more familiar with the system. They're going to be right in that mix. And I just have a hard time betting against them. It, exactly. I, I don't know how you can bet against them at this point. And I don't think their defense is going to get much better because the problem with their defense, and this really showed up last night, their defense is bad, but worse than being bad their defense is just slow their players are just not they don't move quickly and that's just not a winning recipe anymore so well it's so interesting you say that it's a great point because offensively the patriots have really embraced the modern football which is i mean it's almost like a cheat code it's like you get these little slot receivers to beat on mismatches against slow linebackers right and defensively, they're you know they're playing 1990s football still with slow linebackers. You get beaten by running backs and slow. Right. You, you wouldn't think the same team would have that problem. Right. And I think I think that comes from Belichick thinking he can out scheme anybody. But at a certain point, you know the offenses have gotten too advanced, too fast, too good at specialization to where that just doesn't work anymore. And, and it's a good reason to doubt them. And if I if I trusted Mahomes a little more, I think he's – I don't think the 40-point performance is a fluke. I think a good quarterback, a good offense can exploit that team and score 30 points on them consistently. Right. Um, but it's hard to avoid them in the top five. Right. So my thing – actually, I have an interesting take a little bit. We were talking about you know predictions versus current power rankings. Right. If I were ranking these teams right now, I would have the Chiefs above the Patriots. And that, I mean, that's a good thing because, you know, it's such recency bias to say, hey, the, you know, the Patriots beat the Chiefs. They're better. Right. I, I think there's a good argument. You think just based on their offense being a little better because the defense isn't isn't better. Mm-hmm. So so last night, right, the score, to, score was 43-40. So a three-point difference. Vegas, when they make their betting lines, they traditionally give three and a half points to the home team. And I really like that system. I think if this was on a neutral field or an arrowhead, I think the Chiefs would have won that game. I, I believe in home field advantage very much, and I think the Chiefs would have pulled that out just barely on a different well, No, and I appreciate that because, that, as we said, that's the exercise. Neutral field, they're playing in Toledo. 
who's going to win. Right. Um, so we've covered your top five. Mm-hmm. We've done my two, three, four, five. I haven't mentioned my number one. No, you haven't, and I am excited. <laughs> You're the only one. You and my mom sitting on the edge of their seats. <laughs> but I think your excitement is going to be rewarded because guess who is my number one team? Are you serious? The same team I had number one in the oh. preseason, baby. I have the LA Chargers as the best team. Oh, you're scaring me, man. Well, I had them in the preseason, you know, preseason, and they stumbled off the start. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough to change my mind, honestly. Philip, if if Drew Brees is an MVP, Philip Rivers is creeping up in that discussion, playing really well this year. You know, he has a QB rating of 115. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn finally has that running game going. They're running for five yards a carry. Um, defensively, they're not all the way there yet, but you figure when Joey Bosa comes back, that'll tip them over the edge. The reason I had the Chargers as the best team in the NFL in the preseason, I thought they were the most balanced in every facet of the game, and I don't see why that's not the case. I, it's a hard position because you're a Chargers fan. You're going to have to argue against the Chargers. Right, and it's hard to do. On paper, it's always this argument. On paper, the team is so good. It's so good. And it just hasn't translated yet. It's it started to, but again, you know, it's hard to judge based off the competition we've had. Rivers is having possibly his best season ever. I, th- I have him as third in the MVP race right now. Uh, but the great thing is, for the first time in I don't know how many years, he doesn't have to do it all himself. Gordon is actually doing things on his own. The line is opening holes and giving Rivers time, and he's making the absolute most of it. So I have no doubts about the offense. I think the offense is going to steamroll everybody in their path. It's the defense that I'm worried about, and not even worried about because I think they're good. I just don't know if they will hold up all the time against the best offenses just because we haven't seen it yet. Certainly. And so when I say who's the best team right now, I'm I'm cheating a little bit because I'm saying Joey Bosa shows up with the superhero cape and he's playing, he's playing in this neutral field Toledo game. Right. Because I agree. I mean, there's certainly the defense has been OK so far. I don't think it's been great. I don't think it's been poor. Uh, but I think Derwin James, I think, is pretty much lived up to expectations, wouldn't you say? Or do you think you expect even more from him? Absolutely. Yeah. No complaints whatsoever. <laughs> okay. And Melvin Ingram's doing everything to get attention. He's running in carries. He's intercepting <laughs> the ball. Um, if I have any concern, is there any – speaking of, I'd feel a lot better about that prediction. Is Hunter Henry possibly coming back to tight end at some point this year? Or is it officially done for the year? Do you know? No, he definitely – might be back for the playoffs. It has not been ruled out. And that would be another dynamic weapon. I mean, they have such big receivers. And a guy with a little more speed at that position would really help a lot. Um, if I'm concerned, it's – I don't worry too much about the history or just, like, the jinx or the playoff gods. Maybe the Chargers are better on a neutral field because I, I do doubt their home field advantage. <laughs> um, yeah. I, li- I live in L.A., I mean, those games, It's it seems like 60% visiting fans. I mean, what? Do you, I don't know if that's going to change, even if they start winning. Even if they go 12-4, and four, I, I don't think the city's embracing them. No, I, I think you're totally right. I don't see it changing this year, next year, who knows. So I did go to the 
it's been talked about a little bit, but I did go to the the Rams Chargers game, which was at the Rams Stadium, and um, that was actually there were way bigger percentage of Chargers fans there than in the Chargers Stadium. So that's interesting. Yeah, there's not no fans. It's just well, LA is a tough place. Are you from? Do you live in LA, or you did you commute for that game? I live in Orange County right now. Okay, well, we can go grab a beer and talk about our <laughs> podcast after this. Yeah. Um, but living in LA, it seems like there's mostly like walking down the street, like. I would say the more Raiders fans I see. And then, I mean, I see a lot of Rams fans, maybe bandwagon fans. I I don't know a lot of people who love the Chargers, but I do know that the seats there and the Rams are cheaper because they have a bigger stadium. Right. And that's why I went to the game is because the tickets were $40 versus 110 for the stuff up center. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers have a real problem there. And I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know if they'll get home field advantage. They're only four and two, so it might not matter. Right. But I don't love the idea of having to win three games essentially on the road in the playoffs. But but wouldn't you love to see a playoff game in that stadium? Wouldn't that just be the (laughs) wildest thing? Yeah. For people who don't know, it's it's they're playing in this like temporary home. What is it? Twenty thousand fans. Something like twenty-seven, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's a cool. venue yeah but no one could afford it because you know supply and demand it's Mm -hmm. it's an expensive ticket um i do think the idea of the chargers Rams super bowl is gaining some buzz maybe again oh absolutely interesting maybe help bring the you know football back to la Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing i worry about the chargers i'm still not totally sold on anthony lynn but like you said the running game is getting slowly better and better it's becoming instead of a legitimate you know, volume running game, it's become a, a volume and high efficiency running game. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's really, you know, encouraged me with Anthony Lynn the past two or three weeks is uh, being able to step on a team's throat when we're up. That was by far our biggest problem. or not our biggest problem. Who knows what our biggest problem was under McCoy, but that was one of the problems is we would get leads and then get way too conservative. And Lynn doesn't, at least this year, has not had that problem. And that's, bringing some of the encouragement back that I lost in the first couple weeks. Um, but overall, still very positive. And maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, because I'm not a Chargers diehard, but I would like to see Philip Rivers get that monkey off his back. I hate when these guys get their reputation of like, oh, you can't win, you can't win, Eli, you can win, you can't. You know, I think it's so silly. Um, a football game's a football game. Um, I I hope he delivers. It's, it's, it's a tougher situation, because older quarterbacks with – without rocket arms don't always fare well in the playoffs unless they're Tom Brady. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I want to touch on some teams that we didn't mention. I mean, why they didn't make your top five. All right. We talked about Baltimore, mm-hmm. Cincinnati's four and two. Did you give them any consideration or they weren't even in your mix? I did. I, I love Cincinnati. I think they're a really good team. They're probably, so I think I said the Vikings are seven. So I think Cincinnati would be my number eight. Um, I probably would have had them at five if they hadn't lost to the Steelers. If they beat the Steelers, I think I would have put them at five. But because it's sort of that same old Bengals. Yeah, I, that man, that was heartbreaking. One of my best friends is a Bengals fan, and he was not happy. And it would have been such great momentum. And similar to the Patriots, they have that same problem: these lower linebackers that they're giving up a lot, four point six yards per carry. Yep. They need to adjust. I think they tried in the off season to get faster on the, in the back end has, you know, half worked, half not, they need to step it up. But I think they're a legit playoff team. Wouldn't you say they'll make the playoffs? 
I think I it's still tough, think they'll if... probably be the number six seed. Yeah, they they would get the second wild card. Is my prediction right now. And it's tough because that AFC South we haven't talked about. There, it's not Jaguars. Your your preseason team might still make it, but no one in that division is really jumping at you as a title contender right now. But some, one of them will make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, in the NFC, last year's champ, Philadelphia, three and three with a plus twenty differential is not bad. Did you consider them, or are you are you still waiting for them to start clicking? I I didn't really consider them. I don't I don't know if they'd be in my top ten. You know, here's my kind of my personal pick that I'm really high on that no one else seems to be is the Redskins. Oh, interesting. I think they're a very good team. I think Adrian Peterson is incredible. I think they have all the pieces in place. Maybe they could use a wide receiver. That's about it. But I think if they put it together, then they're a very dangerous team, and they're still my pick to win the NFC East right now. That's great. I, they were the team that I wanted to pick to win the, the division in the preseason, but I didn't have the balls to do it. Because like <laughs> you said, like their defense played pretty well last year, um, and they're carrying that over for the most part. They had that one terrible game, two, what was it, two weeks ago. They totally got blown out. Yeah kind of shook my faith a little bit but i think you're right i think they're le- more legit than not um and then what about green bay three two and one another big win in a miraculous aaron Rodgers game but do you think they're real or not i i just it's so hard to say because last night they you know they had this miraculous win it's like how how the hell do you beat the packers right but then you step back and it's like oh it was against CJ yeah. and the 49ers. I don't I think they I think they have problems right now. The the offense just just falls apart at times, it seems like. I know they have a lot of injuries, but even with their amazing offensive line and Aaron Rodgers has, you know, so much time and half the time he still can't make anything out of it. So I I have them on the outside looking in right now. And they were a team that you certainly would think has the Super Bowl upside based on Aaron Rodgers and maybe they still do but I agree with you their offense just looks stats or not they just look kind of funky mm-hmm. I mean there's not a lot of rhythm not a lot of chemistry right now maybe it's a receiver injuries but maybe it's just Aaron Rodgers style of play of just improvising and you know making you know a tough play and make himself look like a hero but it scares me I I, I don't know they're not they're certainly not clicking right now and they might get there by the end of the year but something needs to change um my Super Bowl prediction team in the NFC, Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> two and four. Do you have any faith that they can maybe get back into the playoff picks, or you think it's over? No, it's over. They just lost Devontae Freeman for the year. It, it, no, it's over. I hate to say it, but it's over. See, that's how stubborn I am. I'm trying to <laughs> – you're telling me the Chargers Falcons is dead. I, I mean, you, you don't see them any way they get in – they win the South, right? I mean, they're not going to outplay the Saints. Well, no, I and I think my logic for them making the Super Bowl, I think, made sense to me at least, was that Starkeesian in the second year would have Matt Ryan bounce back and get closer to that MVP level, and that's kind of borne out. You know, he's playing well again. Right. The running game's playing well. It's just the injuries on defense are just yeah. killing. I mean, like, I, I think they've reached the tipping point beyond the Kansas, you know, Kansas City. They're in that Bucks range where it's just like. <laughs> You give it up forty points a game. It's just it, you can't win like that. Yeah. No preseason. I think that's a totally reasonable choice. It's just now it, 
yeah, with all the injuries, they're they're done to me. And it's a shame. And maybe maybe it's for the best. Next year they could load up and find an you know an extra you know defensive piece and make that push. But it's not happening right, right. now. Yeah, maybe they they'll lock into actually getting a good pass rusher. So to recap, I'm going to recap this. I'm still saying the Chargers. I don't know. Maybe it's being stubborn. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Vikings. Mm. Did I say the Vikings or the Saints? I don't know. I, I keep going back and forth. I don't remember. I'll, I'm just sticking with the Chargers until the day I die um, for this season. And in your official Super Bowl pick, you can have it on record now. All right. My official Super Bowl pick is the Rams beating the Patriots. That would be a fun Super Bowl. It would be. I'll give you that. I think all of these matchups would be really fun, honestly. Yeah, it's sort of the new age of the NFL. Like, aside from Baltimore, <laughs> is really the only team that we mentioned that you trust their defense. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be fun. And I think that's why I kind of lean towards the quarterbacks that are veterans that I trust. I don't necessarily think it's about how much you score. I think a lot it dep- depends on when you score. And a player like Tom Brady, maybe Philip Rivers, if he if he can get there, if you can score right at the end of the half, if you can score right at the end of the game, like that, that's huge. Being aware of the clock and managing the game, and then driving that dagger in at the end is is crucial. So, all in all, I think I'd say there's about ten teams that could win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't you agree, or do you think it's even less? No, I think ten sounds about right. So we're ruling out the Bills and and the Jets and all the other teams we didn't mention. I'm ruling out. The entire AFC South, the entire AFC East outside the Patriots, the entire NFC West outside the Rams. Yeah, I'm not going to go through it all, but that's part. Yeah, of it. If, if your team didn't get mentioned, you're not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair sorry, to guys. Say. <laughs> um, and so let's see. I'm out charging a Chargers fan this week. <laughs> I've been hurt too many times. You're the smarter than I am. <laughs> I'm not going to be with you at the end. But thanks for coming on um, and giving your more. Um, prudent wisdom than mine. We'll see who's right in a few weeks, and then we can always change our minds in a few weeks, too. Yeah, of course, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right, dude. Take care. Yeah, bye. Before we go, I wanted to touch on the big NFL draft story for the weekend, which is that Ohio State defensive end Nick Bosa decided to shut it down, and he's not participating with the team anymore and he will prepare for the NFL draft. It's slightly surprising. Um, If you don't know Nick Bosa, you probably don't follow the draft, but that's okay. I'm here to give you a quick update. He's Joey Bosa's little brother, and very similar to Joey. He was the top prospect out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Florida, sort of a powerhouse there, and went to Ohio State, immediately contributed as a true freshman, which I always take as a really good sign, and played even better as a sophomore and was really primed for a huge year this year as a true junior, which would be his last year that he had to be in school. And um, suffered an injury. They thought maybe the rehab would take him about a month or two. And he decided, fuck it, I'm just going to focus on the draft. That's why he was at school probably to be a pro. And you can't blame him for that. The question is, how much will this affect his draft stock, if any? This is a guy who was touted as a number one or two prospect coming into the year. And I think it's got to ding him a little bit for a couple of reasons. For one, it doesn't show a lot of commitment to the program. And not so much. I wouldn't advise Nick Bosa to rush back from his injury. Um, that would be silly and stupid. 
But this is also an Ohio State team that's in the national title chase right now. Quarterback Dwayne Haskins playing well. Their defense needs him, frankly, to win the title if they can. It might be an uphill battle. And also the fact that they'll probably be in the playoff, which has like a month layover in December. He didn't have to rush back for a conference schedule. He could have, you know, just come back for the the national title playoff. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons you go to a big program like Ohio State to chase that national title. It's a little strange that he wouldn't contribute even to say, hey, I'm going to play these two games for you or one game or however many it may be. But the bigger concern, I think, if I'm a scout, if I'm a team, is just about the durability issue. Nick Bosa is listed at like 6'3", 265, um, which is smaller than Joey, who's about 20 pounds heavier. And he also kind of looks small if you watch him on on tape. I mean, that 265, I don't doubt. Maybe it's like an inflated, pumped up 265. I don't think he has much weight to gain from here. Um, I think he's probably maxed out. So the question is, is he a guy who's going to hold up in the NFL for 10 years, playing three downs? Or is he more of a fierce edge rusher on third down who maybe doesn't hold up in the run as well given that he's not as big as some traditional 4-3 defensive ends and certainly that that size might limit him in terms of scheme you know the other guy who's been in the top one or two mix is Ed Oliver from Houston who's about 280-290 can play inside can play three technique can you can switch him out to defensive end he could play in a 3-4 he could play in a 4-3 from what I see from Nick Bosa he's a Four three right end. I don't think he can quite has the fluidity to to be an edge rusher in a three four, and he certainly doesn't have the size to kick inside on third down. So you're dealing with a pure three four three rusher, um, not like his brother, who as mentioned is naturally bigger and can play a few more different schemes. And in some ways, you wonder if Nick Bosa is just sort of a rich man's version of Sam Hubbard, um, who is a productive end for Ohio State and third round pick and is actually a pretty good rookie for Cincinnati but that's not somebody you would take in the top 10 and I wonder if maybe Nick Bosa is sliding into the bottom half of the top 10 right now certainly nothing that would alarm you enough to think any further than that but it's a strong defensive end class strong defensive lineman class and it's going to be interesting to see how well Nick Bosa tests athletically remember Joey had some good tests some bad tests and more importantly how he measures in terms of his arm length, in terms of his height, his weight, you know, even stuff like hand size is going to be something that people keep an eye on. I wouldn't be surprised if he slips down to the bottom of the top 10, maybe five, six range, which will surprise play, you know, fans because he's such a big name. But we saw it before with John Allen. We saw it before with Micah Fitzpatrick. These are guys who are big names coming into their draft year and seemingly play well, and you're surprised why they slip. And it's usually because they're not superstar athletes compared to the other prospects. So we'll see. I would still ticket him for top 10, but as mentioned, I think he's falling. I think he's falling a couple spots. Um, but best of luck to him. Can't really fault his decision. You know, you don't want to re-injure himself. So uh, best of luck to him. Better luck to Joey Bosa, who I'm pegging as a potential Super Bowl champion this year. So step it up, family. Step it up, Bosa's. Get some training.